Welcome in, everyone, uh, to another episode of our weekly main show where we're going to talk about, as the title says, waiver wire, fantasy football advice, and uh, dynasty trades. We're going to talk about all of these things. Um, who's excited? Well, I'm here, so I'm excited. I know. Um, this it's is already wonderful that you actually showed up. This I'm is, very, this is very happy Tuesday. about that. It's my Tuesday night des- destination. Um, a break from football for a day, other than getting waiver wire stuff done. But it's nice to have that little, that little respite from the high intensity that is the football regular season for at least one day. Yeah, yeah, you know it. it it's nice. It's wonderful. It makes me very, very happy. Did you send um, out a lot of trades today after this? After this last week? No. No, you didn't. No, I didn't do that because I've been busy doing other things. You know, other things. I've been busy updating rankings, uh, working on the Patreon, um, not answering uh, questions on Twitter for uh, you know the people who are not very appreciative. Um, working on what to say on the show, knowing that I would be the only other person here other than you. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a great day. It's, it's really been wonderful. And, you know, I posted this status on, we'll call it X today. X. I said that, you know, it's time for some changes. Hmm. Time for some changes on the YouTube channel. I think so. I am looking for some new contributors. New contributors to the YouTube channel. Three types of contributors I'm looking for. One, people to be on this show. Preferably people who will show up. That would be really nice. Preferably people who will show up. Hmm. That would be very good. People who will not piss me off. Um... But people who show up, I would really like that. You know, I know we have lives and everything, but I I need another reliable co-host. I'll be honest. Another reliable co-host. You know, people have lives. I know that. But I'm just looking for one person who really loves doing this and wants to be on this show and who this time works for them. So that's thing number one. Thing number two. I'm looking for people who are interested. Let's say you think you're good at creating fantasy football videos, but you don't have a platform. You don't have a platform. You don't have a following, but you think you're good. You don't have to have a big name. I I don't care. It doesn't matter. I just show me some of your videos, some of your work, and if I think it's good, we'll let you do the videos on here. I don't have to create all the content on this channel. Obviously, I'm exhausted and, and burnt out. So I'm not going to be able... I'm already over capacity as it is. I, I, there are not going to, there's not going to be a universe in which there are six videos a week on this channel from me. Three is pushing it, plus shorts. I mean, it's, it's a lot. So there's not going to be more. So if we want there to be more, we need to get someone else involved. And again, I just... You know, I, I want to give someone a shot. I mean, it's almost better if you don't have a big name. You know, what am I going to do for someone who has a big name? My YouTube algorithm's not that great, right? Someone who is really good at creating videos but doesn't have the spotlight would be ideal. 
Thing number three. My videos could be a lot better. They're, they seem to be bad in every way. So if anyone's interested in helping me, that's the least glamorous of the three things I'm looking for. But if you have interest in helping me either with video editing, because I don't know how to do that, clearly, with why my podcast feed has completely fallen apart, um, or anything to do with trying to fix the algorithm on the YouTube channel, I would love any help. That's more out of the goodness of your heart kind of thing. If you like me and you want to see me succeed. The other two are more of an opportunity to showcase you. But I'm looking for people in all of those areas, three different kind of tracks. If you're interested, let me know. I don't have the magic touch of like, oh, I'll get you a lot of attention that I used to. X is just not what it was. I can't give you 10,000 impressions anymore. But, you know, I can do my best to try to get you out there. So if that interests you, let me know. Thanks, Tyler. Um, getting into some of the comments that we have. Mystical's here. says, hey, guys, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you, too. Thank you all for taking the time to, to be here and give us a great show and great info. Tyler, thank you for we'll all your hard work that lasts. and putting this together for us to be here. Well, right now there's 12 of us and 12 people here. Soon we'll be up to 15, 20 people. That, I would love that. But let's get into some questions. I love the audience. You know, it's it's the audience has been great. The, the audience is consistent. The audience has been consistent and great. I just feel like I need a little. I don't feel like I'm. How do I say this in the nicest way? There's no nice way to say it. I don't feel like I'm being put in a position to succeed with these shows. I need more help. I'll say it that way. So there was an X poll going around this past Sunday afternoon asking if you'd rather have Puka or JSN in Dynasty. Are we to that point? Is Puka in that top tier of re receivers? Well, uh, I did hear um, the great podcast. Uh, was it? I've been... I forget if it was a DLF podcast or um, what's the other one called? The other one. The, sorry, I'm so out of it today. I listen to I actually listen to a lot of podcasts. But anyway, I, I only listen to our show. Oh, that's, really? That's all I listen to. No, I, I, gotta, I gotta get other opinions. See, see what people are talking about. But um, I know Ray G was talking about this. Mm -hmm. um, I would still go with JSN, but I, I get it. Get if it. You, if you thought JSN was going to produce for you right away, uh, year one, and you're panicking, yeah. If, there, if your team, I thought if, JSN if thought would be a little better than this. Yep. This has I been think. bad. I mean, it's it's been bad, but oh man, I. Who, I think. Who, who's underperformed more, him or Quentin Johnston? Oh, JSN. JSN has been much worse. JSN was supposed to be pro ready. So, yeah, I'm more disappointed in him. Uh, I mean, to give you an idea, I have JSN at Dynasty Wide Receiver 12 and Puka at Dynasty Wide Receiver 18. So, eh. I think you might be a little low on Puka right now. Yeah. I, no. I, I understand the hesitancy to go to go all in on him right now. Um, we don't know what. I mean, I'm low we, on we Puka in some ways. We, we don't know for sure what things are going to look like for Puka once Cooper Cup 
once or if Cooper, Cooper Cup returns from this hamstring injury. They two they played they played two different roles in the offense, so there's a possibility that they can both produce. But are we going to see the same level from Puka in week eight, week nine? We don't know. I did try and offer Devonte Adams for Puka straight up today, and was instantly rejected, and was told that's not even close for for people. It's not close though. I mean, they're not wrong. Um, people are. People that have Puka want him and aren't giving him up for for cheap at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, Giants' offense has been rough. Uh, what is it? Like three first half points all season long. It's, it's funny you put like, this on the on the questions without knowing that I, you know, was the, supposed to be the segment. Um, it it sucks, right? And you know, Darren Waller's been awful. And I I could say, you know, if I wanted to get more views on the YouTube channel, I don't really care. But if I want, honestly, but if I wanted to get more YouTube views, I could just say, well, I told you so. It was all my idea. I said that Darren Waller is, you know, not someone you should invest in. You, I I was right. Victory lap. Woo! I get more views if that's all I did, right? But you know, that's uh, not what I'm supposed to do. So um, one, one of these days, I'm just going to go on in that direction and, and we'll see. Uh, but when I'm retired, I'll go, I'll go in that direction. No, I don't know. I, Darren Waller, it's the whole Giants offense is broken, right? I mean, it's broken. Have they tried? What like, is there good to say about it? Have they tried like unplugging it, plugging it back in, taking the cartridge out? What are you, IT it? support? I mean, I'm a nerd, so maybe. But yeah, the Giants' offense is ugly. Saquon Barkley, their their best offensive weapon, is injured. Daniel Jones can't throw more than seven yards downfield. Um, and when he does, he throws a pick. Um, well, maybe the Giants should have shouldn't have paid him. That too. I mean, what if they had just gone and got Jacoby Brissett? Would the, would the Giants o- would the Giants offense be better with Jacoby Brissett? No. Sure. Yes. It, it's not the the problem is that the whole offense is broken. Wouldn't be solved by Jacoby Brissett. They thought that adding a 31 year old tight end as their wide receiver one would fix everything, but it didn't. Could have told you that. We got to target him at some point. Well, but they did target him, and it really didn't. It hasn't done anything. Yeah. It it leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you watch a Giants game. We've had to watch. That's why I don't watch them. That's why I don't watch them. It's the easiest way to avoid that. But then, like, I feel like you got to watch Monday Night Football, but then it's just. you? I was doing something I'm, I'm else. East, I'm an East Coast dad, so often I try and turn it off by halftime. And thus, it's going to be a good game. But last night mm. was, was god I mean, Darren Waller's leading the Giants in targets. Actually, in receptions and yards as well. It's just that the whole offense is so bad that it doesn't matter. Line. Well, it, yeah, it all ugly. sucks. Like, how do you have... 
didn't Dable win coach of the year? How, how do you just not have an offense? I don't know. I really how don't do know. You just fail at this level. Like you, you got figured out and you just can't adjust at all. Yeah. It sucks. Like, I don't, I don't know if they could run a seven on seven without a defense and be successful. I don't know if they complete a 20 as sad, as sad as that is. I kind of agree. Can their running backs even hit a hole that's designed for them? I don't Hopefully. know. I think Saquon can, but can. Saquon's hurt. Well, he'll be back this week. Hopefully. He needs to be. Hopefully. I mean, Matt Breida is really not the answer. I remember league mates trying to sell me on Matt Breida. Hey, you need your handcuff for, for Saquon. I'm like, I'd rather start any flex, any wide receiver seven over having to start Matt Breida if Saquon. Oh, who would ever want to start Matt Breida? This guy it was good like three years ago. <laughs> but it's 2023. We've been through a whole pandemic. Things oh, that's have changed. True. The world has changed. Well, according to some people, the pandemic Matt, didn't Matt happen. Bre- Matt Breida doesn't know how to socially distance from people when they're trying to tackle him. That's funny. I try. In, in, a, in, a, in a depressing way, you, you have to find ways to, to laugh at the Giants' misery. Well, how do you think I feel? Um, honestly, as, as I sat there last night, I, I kind of felt pity for you. And knowing yeah. that today was coming and that you had to watch that there was miserable football from your team. Yep. Hey, but you guys beat the Cardinals when the Cowboys couldn't. Mm, that's, yeah, that's great. Enough to mess up Caleb Williams. <laughs> yeah, I think Caleb Williams is going to be a, a bear. So, so what What do we do, though, with Darren Waller? If you, you drafted him highly, obviously you kind of take your loss on him in redraft. But you're um, to the point of this question, if you're a contender, who's a Band-Aid fix in Dynasty? Someone that you can just either pick up, get a cheap trade for, to give you some points. You probably still have to start there in Waller. And that's the sad reality. That's how tight end works. I did my start sit rankings for week <laughs> week five, and Darren Waller is still tight end seven. I mean, what do you want? What do you want to do? Tim, that's awful. It's awful, but this is the reality that we live in. I know. Like, I know. I'm asking this question because I, I legitimately have this this concern. And we talked about it a little bit off air, but I'm, I have to ask myself, do I go like try and trade for Zach Ertz and hope that no. he gets something? There's, Yeah, you're just basically stuck in. No, I don't want Zach Ertz. Yeah. Well... Enough of this depressive talk. Let's 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 talk a little bit about Justin Fields' wonderful first half of football against Denver against the Denver Broncos. Was it worth? Should we have sold high at halftime for Justin Fields? Probably. And, you know, yeah. I saw a lot of people on uh, that bird. I guess it's not a bird. Now it's X app. There's no nuance or anything on that app at all. It's actually, I find very little brain power is ever used on there. That's why I don't really use it anymore. It's a lot of nonsense. P 
people can't just be honest. You always have to have a tribal take. It's all that matters. It's all that ever goes anywhere. You can't be honest. The honest truth is he played better this week, and he made a couple of mistakes, but this week was better. He played well. He's not the reason why they lost. But because he lost, I heard more comments about Fields being bad than about anything good. So that sell high on Fields doesn't exist. There is no such thing. His value definitely didn't go down because of... Oh, no, it seems like it did, according to some people. According to some people, all that mattered was that he wasn't clutch in the fourth quarter and the value did go down. So uh, apparently that it may have. There is no sell high. So sorry. There might be more and I would have said maybe, but but there is it's it's not there. It doesn't exist. If it existed, I would, but I don't I don't would you, see it. Would you buy would you buy a low considering what um, you saw? Um no. 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 Gotcha. Well, blind. Uh, hi, guys. I know you can't really see us right now, so we're just gonna say, we're just gonna yell hi to you as loud as we can on three, two, one. Hi. Hi. Thank you, Tyler. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, what would you buy Burks for? Hi, Tyler. Wishing you the best. Mm. You want to co-host the show, BJ? Oh, that, that would be nice. Um. What would I buy Burks for? Uh, maybe not buying Burks. Burks, I heard someone say this. I forget. I wish I could give them credit because I, I hear a lot of things. And I, I, I like to always just give the credit that it wasn't me without the expectation that I'm going to remember who said it. <laughs> but someone uh, on one of the podcasts I listened to said that Traylon Burks is on the Rashad Bateman career plan. <laughs> and I thought that was very interesting. That was a very interesting comparison. I hadn't really thought about that before. But now that I think about it, I can't see the resemblance. Um, so I'd rather not. I think Burks' value is going to continue to decline. You never know. All it takes is one big game, but I'm not sure the big game is coming. He's not even... I, I mean, think that offense can support a big one game. One second? Something like that? I feel like the extent of his big game would have to be a two touchdown game but he wouldn't have the yards to support it either two touchdowns that would require tennessee to score two touchdowns they did it this week i will say derrick henry had a, a passing touchdown for like the eighth straight year so i'm i'm really sad. happy i really think people you know who drafted derrick henry and his 48 percent snap share are really very happy it was opened up a buy uh sell window for you oh absolutely it was if that was one of the topics that was one of the topics of my uh, five takeaways video that nobody watched yesterday. I thought it was very good, but no one watched it. I watched it today. Um, it was, that's very nice it was good of you. Stuff. Thanks. Oh, I'm in mid tirade. Even oh, missing my tirade. Huh. You have no idea. This one has been a tirade of epic proportions. Is it about Traylon Burks? No, it's not. Oh. I've uh, I've been looking for new co-hosts.
valid. Yeah, Derrick Henry, I loved it. So, and Derrick Henry's like 21 or 25 yard rushing touchdown. The commentators literally said, It's more than that. No, it, was, it wasn't. It was only like 25 really? yards. They literally go, It's vintage Derrick Henry. Also, can I just say that part of the reason I've been frustrated with the show is I kind of miss the old days. Like, I miss when you, Ryan, were always here. It was more fun. I, if you notice, I don't have as much fun doing this anymore. It, it, was, it was more fun, but I mean, we, we, we all grow up and, you know, I know. life. I know. I'm, I'm here right now. I'm ready to give some people some actual advice. I have the Phillies on in the background. I'm feeling good. Like, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Patrick. Yeah, I'm going. They better win tonight. DJ Moore was the beneficiary of, of Justin Fields' uh, big first half uh, on Sunday. What running backs would you target with DJ Moore? Um. I in what I mean I DJ Moore is someone I think is gonna have more bad days than good days. So usually I don't know. I mean trading four running backs is not my desired plan. I'll say that. I have DJ Moore, Dynasty wide receiver 28, which is on par with Dynasty running back 15. So. Who's around the running back 15 range for you? Is that Ramondre Stevenson? Yeah. I want no no part of Ramondre. And neither do I. I feel like he's he's up there just because he exists as a person and is healthy, Mm. but doesn't actually bring anything of any substance. For fantasy football lineups right now. Reminds uh, me of uh, Skip Bayless. He exists, but brings nothing of substance. You don't have to do Colin Coward like that. Who? Colin Coward. Never heard of him. Consider yourself blessed. Never heard of uh, him. Ryan, would you give up Najee or Thielen for Cleo Herbert? And if you can, Kirk mm. Sanders or Thielen, 0.5. P- I'm assuming yeah. this is a redraft question. I'm assuming this is a redraft question. And like, Najee, Najee, Najee. I mean, that's there to say, on, on, honestly, at this point. Thielen, Thielen, I've liked what I've saw. I mean, I know the report just came out today that the Panthers won a wide receiver one, but like, Thielen is going to be the number two target there for the rest of the year, bare minimum. What wide receiver one are they even going to acquire in the middle of the season? That's the point. Maybe T. Higgins if the Bengals season goes. Jerry Judy was the name I was seeing thrown around. I I remind you again. What wide receiver one are they going to acquire in the middle of the season? T. Higgins. Okay, that's actually a one, but I don't don't see that as realistic. If if the Bengals season goes completely The only only wide receiver one who is on the trade block is Devontae Adams. The only one who makes sense. Because he would want to leave. I, I don't think T. Higgins wants to leave. Why would T. Higgins want to go from a one and three team to an 0 and four team? Like I don't like I don't think T. Higgins wants to leave. I mean, sounds like it doesn't matter what T. Higgins wants. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't think you want to 
trade for a player in the last year of their contract if they don't want to sign an extension with you. I mean, you're going from one first overall pick to another first overall pick. Bryce Young. In a, in a team that's hopefully building up something versus going out to free agency and yeah, testing the waters and doing that. No. Devontae Adams is funny, but again, why would Devontae Adams want to go there? Thing is, he's already under the contract, so I, I don't know. I, I I think the the Panthers can want a number one wide receiver all they want, but I don't I don't see it. Who's gonna shake to, loose? They have to develop one. That's what it comes uh, down. Yeah, I mean, they can always sign one in free agency, but there never is one in free agency. Um, I don't know. Last time so we have a super chat. Yeah, pull it up. 10 teams, super flex, half PPR, start 10. Herbert, oh. Hertz, Brian Robinson. I'm going to assume, no, I'm going to assume Bijan there. Monty, Jerome Ford, Chase, Amon Ra, DK Ridley, Goddard. Record is one and three. The record would be that bad if it was Bijan. Who are Bijan? They're one and Bijan. He had a good week one, but he, he, he listen here. Third most Chase points Ridley. scored. Most points scored against. Oh, in that case, then it is probably Bijan. Full tilting. Is it time to sell? Well, no. first of all, I want to thank uh, Jerome, or however pronounced that, for the super chat. I see those accents. Um, I want to thank you for that. We don't get very many. Um, no, I, we don't till. Oh, it's Brian Robinson. Who's also been doing decent, I will say. No, we, we don't want to tilt. I mean, I'm opposed to tilting. We want to just make good moves. I mean, we make good moves no matter what our record is, right? We we have to relax. We have to stay calm. Time to sell. I mean, would I consider selling Calvin Ridley? Yes. If people are still thinking week one is going to be the Calvin Ridley, yeah, we'd sell Calvin Ridley. Would I be interested in say, selling David Montgomery if someone thinks David Montgomery is going to be a running back one for the rest of the year? Yes. I'd be interested in that. I mean, you actually do happen to have a lot of players I'm interested in selling. Brian Robinson, David Montgomery, Jerome Ford, um, Ridley, and Goddard, who I talked about on yesterday's video, uh, are all sells for me. So regardless of your, it's not, but it's not because you're one in three, if that makes sense. I think you can improve based on these guys outperforming the redraft ADP. You yeah. can sell off and put yourself in a, better position long term i also think there's name value like dallas goddard has name value but you can capitalize on the name value but there is no there is no production like nothing one of my biggest things where i saved myself was uh, avoiding trading away sam laporta for dallas goddard just because of the name value of dallas goddard sam laporta i love sam laporta you know, Sam Laporta should be the dynasty tight end one. I'm thinking about it. In consideration. In consideration. So, all that to say, Jerome, don't tilt. There is still, what, 10 weeks left of the regular season? Don't tilt. You know, get, getting getting mad about temporary things is, is always the wrong thing. You know. You got, you got a team of healthy players that have just got some bad matchups. You'll, you'll be fine. You, you get you get those teams that are rebuilding here in any week now. You're going to get the teams that are in rough shape. 
and you get your free wins, you're going to go to the playoffs. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. when you're in the playoffs. Kirk Cousins or Brock Purdy in Dynasty? Brock Purdy. That's a pretty easy question. Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say it's super easy, but it's Brock Purdy. That was the one thing that I did not see at all on, on X on Sunday. Was Brock Purdy only had one incompletion on Sunday. I said it. Did you? Yeah. So maybe turn I guess on, not getting the impressions that I once did. Turn on noties on for Tyler. Debo Samuel have? Zero. Interesting. Debo was a flash in the pan and is, is better for real life NFL football than he will be for fantasy. No, I, I think Debo is good. I, I don't he's think good. it's that. This he's week, great. Debo he's was great. coming off an injury. But he's not great for fantasy. Because he's not going to ever get as many rushing touchdowns as the one year. No, but, value. you know, let's, let's now there, now forget. There's name, now there's a name attached to him. And it's like, oh, who's going to be the Debo role? Oh, I want Debo on my team. I want Let's Debo not forget like, that Debo Samuel had five or more receptions and you know 55 or more yards in, in the previous three games. It's not like he didn't do anything. Oh, no, yeah. But he's not going to be game-breaking, as we saw. He'll have game-breaking games, but they're... Not without you on the field. Debo Samuel is not a wide receiver one. And I wasn't drafting him as a wide receiver one. But honestly... If you draft, I still think he was a little bit overdrafted this draft season, mostly compared to Ayuk. But Debo's like wide receiver 18, 19 draft price is not looking horrible compared to some of the other players in that range. It really doesn't look bad. The, the problem with the 49ers offense is that Debo's price was actually correct. The problem is that Brandon Ayuk's price was way too low and George Kittle's price was way too high. And Brock Purdy overall was a little bit too low. But Brandon Ayuk was the mi- big misprice, not, not Debo Samuel, who was actually priced pretty correctly. Brandon Ayuk should have been five spots ahead instead of 10 spots behind. Yeah. John says he was able to get out of Derrick Henry this week, thanks to our advice. Him, mm-hmm. him Dotson, a 2023 third for Olave in a one QB league with shallow. Shallow rosters. Good trade. Crushed it. Yeah. You got Dotson who's looks like he was. Oh, Jahan Dotson is so frustrating. Jahan Dotson is someone who I would say is an even better version of Traylon Burks. Not that they're similar players, but he has the draft cap. I know that Jahan Dotson is good. I see it. He is a, a good player. He was good in college. I see it in the NFL. He looks good. But even better than Traylon Burks, the work is actually there. He has 25 targets this year. That's not zero. 25 is a lot. It's not amazing, but it's, you know, that would pace to over 100 targets over the season. It's it's not like he's not getting work. The problem is that it's just not working. Him and Sam Howell have no, it just doesn't work. It is not working at all. He might work with a different quarterback, but it's not working with Sam Howell, and it doesn't look like it's going to. They just look incompatible. 
So it sucks when you have a player like that who you think is good, but who isn't producing. Um, I'm really hoping this week against Chicago, kind of a last stand moment for Jahan Dotson. We will see. I like this question. Amari Cooper or Mims in two seconds? Uh, Mims in two seconds. It's close. Not a big fan of Amari Cooper. How much fab are we spending on McLaughlin? In what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna like, to assume redraft. If it's Dynasty... If, it, if it's in Dynasty and you were a patron, he would never have been on your waivers. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I, I, you know, I told people to add him in August. And I never said drop him because he was consistently getting work. And as, as a young running back, getting some work, those are the players you want to keep. So in Dynasty, he shouldn't be on waivers. And if he is, it's your fault. Um, as for redraft, I'm not that interested because... I think in redraft, they're going to be better players on waivers. I don't think this is a high-priority spot in redraft. I can but in, in Dynasty, that. the rosters are deep. It, everything. I mean, this is probably the best player. On, if somehow he's on your Dynasty waivers. This is the best player that is going to be left. So I'd spend everything. So hold by. Achan and Dynasty Redraft. Mm. <laughs> is that the money question of this raid? Yeah, this is a good question. In Redraft, what are you going to... Redraft sells are so difficult. What are you going to sell them for? Right? Like, what? what are you going to do there? So I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where do you trust Miami to keep using them like like they have been? Like I do. I in my league, we have I have a group chat. We try to trade for him. Like the person was asking for like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase level in a, a wow. keeper league. So in that case, then then no. Yeah, would a, you? I, th- I feel it's below that. Would you give Josh Jacobs for a chant in redraft? I'd rather have Josh Jacobs. I think about it. I'd rather have Josh Jacobs, but I think about it. Josh Jacobs in like a wide receiver three? Or HN in a wide receiver three? Maybe. It's, if, maybe. if your team's struggling? It's wouldn't. It's not one that I would be, oh, auto decline on. I, 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 I let it marinate for a little bit thinking about it, you know? All right. Maybe the Giants know they have no true alpha wide receiver and are tanking for Marvin Jr. I don't think so. If they were tanking, they would have never came back against the Cardinals. It sucks, but I don't know. They're going to find another wide receiver at some point. Mm -hmm. BJ Lee asks, how much are we paying for Kyron Williams? Hmm. Iron Williams. Iron Williams is tricky because I think Kyron Williams is the classic trap. Doesn't actually look that good. 
a lot of points from touchdowns and is getting a large opportunity share. But remember that opportunity at the running back position is mostly given. It's not like targets. Targets in the receiving game, you don't get a lot of targets unless you're good. Pretty much. You can have one, you can, anyone can have a good game. But over a longer period of time, you don't get targets unless you're good. At running back, there are periods of time like this one where a running back who is the starter just disappears and falls out of favor and someone else, Zach Moss, Kyron Williams, get large work shares. It happens. Kyron Williams is not someone I believe in. I I mean, the underlying metrics say he's not very good. So uh, he's definitely a sell for me. A buy, I, I don't see myself buying Kyron Williams. But on the flip side, how much are we selling him for? So I would still prefer like good <laughs> prospects like Zach Charbonnet or, or Tajay Spears in Dynasty over Kyron Williams. Those are good players. Kyron Williams, I still think, is a bad player. I really do. Mystical says, I watched. My bad. I watched and liked yesterday's video, Tyler. Well, Thank I'm you. glad you did. Someone had to. QJ. We're already here. QJ. Mr. Body Catcher. Mr. First Round Draft Capital. Yeah. Mike Williams goes out for the year. Going to see some additional work. We get almost nothing from him. We see a 61% snap share. Higher than his 23% before. Do you, which which do you decide do you want? QJ or 224 seconds? QJ. I, I get it. He's been disappointing. I talked about it on yesterday's video. I'm disappointed. I'll be honest. I, I uh, hold. He has the bye week. Maybe they try to involve him more after the bye. I don't know. It's, they better. It's, they, they better, but I don't know. It sucks. Really does. I mean, JSN's not any better, so. No. But JSN is at least looked better. I mean, same with Jordan. Jordan Aston looked great, and then he just doesn't see the field. Like, what are we I don't doing get there? it. I don't. That one I don't understand. He looked great for about the first two, three weeks. Two, it was two weeks, right? And then he just yeah. disappeared for no reason. I don't know. All right. CJ Stroud in a 25 first or Anthony Richardson? Stroud. Yeah, that's, that's easy. That's Stroud. That free first. I, I love them both. They, they both look fantastic. So. Anthony Richardson is the quarterback, too, in points per game, which is insane. I'm not to be one of those games. Lane. And he's he's also been half. injured in like every game. Game two, he left Come after on. halfway through the second. Putting up, and he's still putting up these massive numbers. Sam Laporta's max value in picks. Uh, you missed your chance. It's the honest truth. Like, is he, is, is he meaning to sell or to sell? I, yeah. To sell? If he's selling, he didn't. Why would you want to do that? Him. It's two firsts, but you missed your chance to buy Sam Laporta. Oh my gosh! Yeah, 
you're better off buying Kincaid at this point. He hasn't looked fantastic. I agree with that. Kincaid's looked good, but he hasn't produced. Laporta's broken the mold. That's, That's the only way to describe that. Kincaid needs to fall into the end zone, and I want to remember that he's actually doing decently. Yeah. He's putting up three or four catches a game. If if Sam Laporta wasn't doing what Sam Laporta's been doing, people wouldn't be hating on what Don Kincaid is currently doing. Mm, they might be because the expectations were really high, and he still hasn't been meeting those. But the tight end position has been so bad that maybe people should uh, be a little easier. Oh, for sure. What is what is Kincaid even at overall right now in for tight ends? I don't know. He has. Uh, I think he's doing a little bit better than Pitts. It really stuck because better than Goddard. The, uh, yeah, that's the the bar is on the floor. But Goddard is uh, that, Goddard is really something. That first drive that he looked so good. I think he had three catches on the first drive against Miami, and then just did nothing like the rest of the game. I know. Gotcha. Very strange. All right. In rebuilding squads, are Pitts and Waddle trade targets if so what would we be trading for them um or anyone else that's underperformed gives owners all want to wait and see i thought jt straight up pitts is a trade target because i've seen him go really cheap waddle that depends he can be but Waddle has actually been very successful for a long period of time, so people are less likely to let him go easy. That is true, but also you also you see the you see the seventy points, you see the stuff the Dolphins' offense doing. You look at his fantasy numbers, you're like, oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, I'm just saying I mean, he they, was hurt for the seventy point game. Yeah, I know. There's hope though, <laughs> if you want to buy. I well, I, I mean, I'm not really concerned about Jalen Waddle. So I would buy. I'm not, but I'm, I'm concerned about. <laughs> Oops. All right. No, I was I was getting mad at the Toy Story animations over the weekend. Like, come on now. I know. I am four now with a productive struggle team, but I don't think I have enough for depth for a playoff run. Should I trade away some of my draft capital for win now players? Yes. <laughs> Are you for it's it's a vague yeah, question? Yeah. Yes. But yeah. Um, sure. I mean, sir. Right, yeah, what if, what can you get for what? If people are if people are selling, like. Yeah, I'm always interested in exploring moves to improve my team. Right. I, you know. Like when you say productive struggle, are you sitting on three twenty four first? And can move off of those. Sure. Let's trade away two of them and get go get a stud. But if you're just like, oh, I'm four and zero, but I have the tenth most points scored in the in the league, then you're not actually a, a contender. Are, are are you? Do you have the pieces, or are you four and zero with Zach Moss as your RB one? Like that's what I need. Oh, to know. Zach Moss. That's what I need to know. <laughs> Hey Tyler, are we still holding on to Fortnite and Dynasty? And what kind of role or future do you see for Jeff Wilson Jr.? If you need the spot, you can let Fortnite go. 
And for Jeff Wilson, uh, not much. I mean, well, Devon A-Chain is going to be the starter. Jeff Wilson will have to compete for the backup role with Mostert. I mean, I thought Wilson was the starter going into the season. So possible that Wilson could displace Mostert as the backup, but just as a backup. Mm-hmm. That was Brian Robinson. What are we selling Monty for? Big giant, 30 carry, 100 plus yards, three touchdown game. Um, can you try Monty and a second for a first? You never know, right? I mean, I doubt it, but try. I'd say you could try and pry away two seconds. I feel like dynasty managers are more willing to give those up instead of the second. Yeah, they, that, that kind of move doesn't doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I know. It sucks. People, people still try it on me, though. I see it in my inbox all the time. So it's it's not dead yet. Are we speaking of like trading for like a second and a player for a first? Are we to the point where we can start looking at where where picks are relatively and how teams are shaping up that we can say, yes, I've got this super late, two super late 24 firsts, and maybe just the appeal of that could get me the 24 early first from a team that's looking absolutely terrible? I don't know if I want to do that. I don't understand the question. Could you trade two late firsts, like what you project to be like the 110, 112? And try and get that 102, 103. Sure, but why would the other team do that? Why would the other team do that? And you never you never know in fantasy football. Things that, could that change, strong, you know. That strong team could collapse and you sit suddenly you're sitting with a top four, top five first, like and what shaped up to be a loaded QB class. So Yeah. I'm nervous with the way the, the QB classes look so many are gonna wait for next year as well. Caleb we always say that and that never happens nah but i mean and i caleb williams i uh i've heard some things i've heard those things is it from that vikings fan that says he's gonna go back to, to school unless he can go to the vikings cowboys 49ers that that one yeah. that super biased guy with with no sources and like a thousand followers wouldn't that be funny i love that uh thanks to x we can all get verified so that people know that we're real and not Look. not not real as in like legitimate and valuable and, and should be taken seriously, but verifying that you are a real person who has eight dollars to your name to give to Lord Elon. So instead, we can get people to get pro- priority in comment sections and their tweets more visibility just by paying eight dollars while having nothing of actual any substance or legitimacy to their name. It's a great tool. wonder if we could find someone to actually give real reporters and real people legitimacy again. I wonder. I wonder. Maybe like a check mark next to their name that shows. Hmm. What a brilliant idea. I don't know if anyone's ever thought of it. I mean, like almost every other social media platform has some version of it. Yeah. Wow. 
you know, it was too, it was too much to handle for free speech. Hmm. <laughs> I love Tyler just letting me just rant about politics. Well, because I don't care anymore. He doesn't care. I, I don't care because you know it's what's the point? No matter what I do, no like the views on the show never change. I can say everything is bad or talk about actual football and nothing changes. So what's the point? Go ahead. Um, who's our favorite buy low in dynasty? Someone who flashed hot last year and didn't get off to a hot start as well as who's your favorite sell high in dynasty by low is, is Jackson Smith and Jigbo, even though it's not really answering the question and sell high uh Kyron Williams. Because I don't really believe in Kyron Williams. It's it's funny because just based off that just based off one of the previous questions, I'd say QJ. If you get QJ for 220 or two seconds, like you look yeah, at the that's... testing, you look at the situation, you you gotta do it. Like two seconds. Not I'm not saying no Hurst, you, you, not now, but two seconds, I'll get I do I'll also think Nico bit. Collins. I think if you can get a first for Nico Collins. This is probably, I don't think Nico Collins is someone who's going to be worth a first long term. So if you can get a first, I think this is probably the value apex for Nico Collins. I really don't think that a top flight NFL offense can have Nico Collins as its wide receiver one. I just don't. I think he's like a very good two, but not a one. I think they're going to add a one. What I, I like this question. Are they going to trade for one? Oh, wait, they, uh, they still have Cleveland's first round pick. They still have Cleveland's pick. And you're right. I, I forgot yeah. about that. They still have Cleveland's pick. I, I really like this question as when I'm looking into any type of rebuilder futures in Dynasty, I always want to see guys that I see having a future for two or three years. So how long do we see, think Goff is going to stay in the league as a starter? Couple years, right? Seven, eight years. I, I don't. He's not going he's anywhere. Not playing bad. He's playing great football right now. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He's, he's only twenty-eight years old. Yeah, he, he's, got, he's not going anywhere. He's got plenty of time. He's. I, I, I think I, he sees two more contracts. I do want to see how unless he just falls off or gets injured. Plays out with Detroit. Isn't he a free agent after this year? I believe so. I think that's one next, is, it's, it's one of the two, and he still has another year after this year. So we'll see how the con. He'll, he'll want that deal in this offseason if he plays well, and the Detroit makes the playoffs for the first time. Exactly. Yeah, that's so true. He's gonna want that money now. So, well, at one point, wasn't he the highest paid quarterback? At one point, that for was like a week ago. for like a week. Yeah. The fact that Detroit had a base basically got this an question extra makes first, me sick. They got almost an extra first round pick just because <laughs> they took on. How atrocious this question was. Would you drop Penny for Johnny Smith? Sure. Uh, who cares? The Johnny sure. Smith late breakout? Sure, sure. Add Johnny Smith. Sure. My, my chat scrolled on me, so I got lost. Craig Schmucker. What's up, guys? Craig's the man. Would you all send the 25 second for Michael Wilson? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Can, can I just, can I just, can I just state that I'm, I'm, I'm mad. I was like, I went in this weekend. I'm like, I'm going to buy some Michael Wilson. I did. I got, I got one share 
I'm like, oh, I should get some more. And then, then I turn on the game on Sunday and he catches two touchdowns. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to sell for one. Yeah. Um, oh, well. I got him and a second for Romeo Dobbs. I really like that. Oh, I like that. Um, Playing the value. How much fab would you spend on Michael Wilson? Dynasty. Dynasty? I'm, I'm going to assume redraft. Got to be redraft. Got to be redraft. It's got to be redraft, right? honestly almost nothing it's like yeah i like him but like i really don't think this is sustainable hollywood brown is the number one there redraft yeah i i mean this is a week where you can start him uh it's against cincinnati some bye weeks with a lot of i noticed when i was doing my rankings a lot of startable wide receivers out this week um on buys and injuries so I have Michael Wilson at wide receiver 40 in PPR, but that's like in a good case scenario on all fronts. So I'm not, not super interested. This is an interesting question. What's the next football trend that you will think will affect the fantasy landscape? Years ago, it was the two running backs, Gordon Eckler, Ingram, Kamara, um, and then in- even Ingram, J.K. Dobbins. Then it was the athletic tight end moving to tight end premium. What's next? Um, good question. Superflex becoming the norm, maybe for redraft. Is, is that is that is, possible? Is, it, I, I think it requires yes yeah, kind of setting setting it as like a standard option. Is it like, is it possible? Leagues. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's I possible. Think, I think we're misinterpreting the question here. If I'm being honest. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's real, about players and their. It's, it's, it's so hard to predict, game. though. Like, because I was thinking, I'm like, oh, points for first down or whatnot. Like, maybe they'll, or, you know, try to balance out the scoring with that or something. I, I don't know. It's, I'm, I we're seeing it right now, honestly. Uh, that, that's what I'll say. With the with the smaller wide receivers, we're seeing. Devontae Smith, we're seeing Tank Dell, we're seeing all these guys that aren't prototypical size coming into the league and treading. So, like, that's what I think it is. I think the league's moving away from the big body guys like Michael Wilson. Like, what was he a third round pick? Yeah. Something. Something I like that. I also I, I think that I, I saw this I saw this as a tweet, so like it it's definitely it was definitely the right right train of thought. The most I'm seeing and can think of it, it would be like the the shift that we're seeing in this draft season of looking for sacks with your wide receivers and your quarterbacks. And we're seeing that being uh, a focus being put on due to the rise in best ball in daily fantasy and those types of formats that really reward stacking and the combination of big plays where if you have a 70 yard touchdown from a quarterback to a wide receiver, you get these giant big scores. And hey, I don't know Patrick, if that's the right. I don't know if that's the right choice. I don't think it's going to be legitimate. How much Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Dax doing? They're doing badly. Oh, I. But Joe Burrow, T. Higgins stack is even worse. That's my Scott Fishbowl stack. Do we think that Joe Burrow's there's a chance that he goes on IR if the season's lost, like, and stays on there? <laughs> yes, and that would suck. It's scary because, like, so. I forget who the is it Seattle and Arizona they have, but the season is not the season's a while from being lost. Um, yeah, but if you lose if you lose to Arizona, who's who has played tough against really good competition, they've come out game plan ready every game. 
the Cincinnati team is beatable. Like if Arizona beats them, I, I think the season's over. Like, I don't know if it's their next game or the one after that. I know. I think Seattle's on there. I Arizona is next. I do think if they lose, it is, it is oh. rough. I, I, it's rough. I don't know what they're going to do after that. So, so I'm looking right now. It's if they lose against Arizona, two of their next or their next three games after that are Seattle, San Francisco, and Buffalo. I know. That looks like they do a, have a buy. They do have a buy in week seven, which will give after oh, Arizona and Seattle. So they'll yeah. have an opportunity to get it right. I think the Bengals, it'll be the kind of thing though where now there is no more any sitting burrow is essentially giving up on the season. So he, once the plug is pulled, it's pulled. He, he's 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 limited to one read right now. He's a statue in the pocket. Those teams that we just listed for the next few games are racking up sacks like none other. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I understand. Is, he, 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 you are standing out there like he can't move. I don't know if I'd rather have last year of his career Peyton Manning back there or Joe Burrow with one calf because neither one can move in the pocket. And it, it's are going so to tumble over their own feet to avoid injury. Yeah, Joe, no, Bur- I, Joe Burrow has the rest of his career to play. They just locked him in for a giant ass contract. I think you got to protect your investment. Yeah. And say this isn't the year. And that just protect it. that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen because if that happens, Zach Taylor will be fired. So it, it, it doesn't. Well, that that that's that's fine. Hurt his calf. No, but if the, would Zach Taylor be fired if he broke his leg because he got sacked? Yes, Move. yes, we've seen it many times. When Peyton Manning was out for the whole year, it led to uh, Jim Caldwell and Bill Polian both being fired just because they weren't prepared for Peyton Manning to be hurt and have no backup plan. So it, teams don't care, and Zach Taylor is someone who is kind of on a hot seat anyway. Because he, people feel like he's underperformed as a coach. Just judging his record, not Joe Burrow's record. Considering Burrow, uh, Taylor is underperformed. So, I do not think Zach Taylor can survive a anything other than a playoff run. So, I don't think the plug's getting pulled. If the plug's getting pulled, Taylor's going with it. So it'll be with him kicking and screaming, which. Is tough to do. It's tough to do to have that kind of kicking and screaming in the middle of a season. I think, realistically, that they're just going to let Burrow play the next two games. Hopefully they win a couple. And if they, over the bye week, hopefully he heals a little bit more. And then we'll see. I, but, you know, if they, let's, if they split the next two and then lose to San Francisco and Buffalo and they're two and six and Burrow is still not healthy, then I could see them pulling the plug. But it's going to take a while. They're not going to pull the plug very fast. Higgins is not getting treated. That's that kind of conspiracy stuff is not happening. We kind of already touched on this. Are we still looking to sell fields? Sure. If you, if you feel like you can get actually a good price for him. Yeah. We were talking about the negativity that surrounded Justin Fields. Nobody can get a good price. Brian, what you're saying? Uh, I was saying that I clicked on the game on Bing, and it's, uh, Bing's giving the Cardinals a 60 percent chance to win the game. <laughs> yeah, Bing doesn't know win what it's probability. 
Are we I'm taking Josh the Cardinals Dobbs money Daniel Jones? I don't know. Uh, Who did the Giants? Daniel Jones team? is so brutal because against Miami, the, def- the Miami defense is not scary, and Miami is going to eviscerate the Giants. So you would have to think that even if Daniel Jones makes turnovers, that points will be put up. Miami's defense is not good, and their offense is amazing. It's one of the best matchups you could face for opposing fantasy weapons. So, and despite that, I have Daniel Jones outside the top 15 quarterbacks. But I still have him above Josh Dobbs because Josh Dobbs, while I do like some of what I've seen, I am actually not happy with the matchup against Cincinnati now. Cincinnati's offense is kind of, eh. The defense is good. I don't, this could be, I'm worried that Arizona-Cincinnati is like, whatever the point spread is, I would take the under. So for that reason, I would stick with Daniel Jones. Yeah, second. But this is the first week that I moved Joshua Dobbs like out of the basement. Like I didn't just auto rank him last oh. or second to last. Like I have him at 19 out of 28. So not last or anywhere near the bottom. It's, it's actually the it's actually the fifth highest total of the week so far. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I disagree. Yeah, I, well, I disagree with that. <laughs> I disagree. I, I, that's exactly what I'm saying. I would bet the under that because I think this what, is going to go What are we, what are we missing? What are we missing? That the Bengals' offense is broken. That's what we're missing. That's what I think the people uh, betting are missing I, is how broken the Bengals are. I think the public just sees Bengals and are like, whoa, Bengals against Arizona. Boom, scoring. But no, that they didn't do it against Tennessee, which is like the worst passing defense in the league. Why is it going to be better this time? With that said, I still have Joe Burrow at quarterback 11. Because if you miss, you're going to miss bad. Uh, quarterback this week is a brutal slate, by the way. The, a lot of bad options across the board at, at all the positions. I mean, I have, it's tough. I mean, Kyron Williams is facing Philly and he's at RB9. Like, it's tough. Michael Pittman, who did nothing last week, is wide receiver 14. Darren Waller is tight end seven. Dallas Goddard, who's done nothing all year, is tight end eight for me. It's... Brutal. I love how you say that. There's a bunch of brutal quarterback matchups this week because you're you're definitely right. You're you're. Definitely... It is a brutal week. I mean, you're right. And then we have Patrick Mahomes against the Vikings. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, who has been fantasy poison, and is playing Buffalo, is quarterback twelve for me. So tough week. It's a tough week. Like I have Gabe Davis at wide receiver twenty five, who you can never trust. Christian Watson is inside my top 30, despite the fact that he might be playing on one leg. It certainly looked like it last week. Still scored, though. I'm aware of that. That's why he's inside the top 30. George Pickens, who's done nothing at all and is playing Baltimore as wide receiver 26. It is a brutal week. Is that even and these are the weeks that I depth. These are the weeks that are going to show you that depth is a big contributor to winning fantasy football titles. Oh, yeah, the first, the first four weeks of the easy part. Yeah, they're less play. easy now. This is when the rubber meets the road. Bring back the COVID protocols. 
No, let's not. <laughs> let's not. Tuesday switch players. Oh, I, just in case the game you know, it's over. funny. I actually hate that. <laughs> I, I hate that. I, I'll go on the record and say that I hate that. It's stupid. Let people make mistakes. Go ahead. How, how much does Cooper Cup coming back affect uh, Puka Nakua's Quinter game? Sorry, Great. it was hard to read. It was hard to read the typo. Great question. And my brain did just stop. So working. this week, I'm still leaning that it's one more week for Cooper Cup. I think the practice window has been opened. It will be opened. But I, I just from their comments, I think he's one week away. I think it's going to be week six, not week five. So I've ranked Puka Nakua at wide receiver 10, as if Cooper Cup is not going to play. If Cooper Cup plays, I'd probably move Nakua down, not that much, but I'd, I'd probably move him down maybe to 13. So it's not a huge change because targets are earned. Essentially, what Cup coming back would do would take Tutu Atwell from wide receiver 38 to like off the board and Van Jefferson to oblivion and Tyler Higby down. Usually the extra targets come from the non-elite options and Nakua is an elite option at this point. So while Nakua would be moved down a little, it would be the ancillary weapons who get their target share obliterated. I think this will be like when it was Cup and Woods as the clear one and two, and no one else did much of anything. Kind of what like, Tyler Higby might still be startable because tight end is so bad. The bar is so like low. The Raiders are going now. Is what, you're, is what you're trying to say? Yes, yes. Except I think the it'll fun- be a little better. The funnel, just the funnel between those two. Well, the Raiders have the biggest funnel I think of any team right now, right? Well, until Josh Jacobs got involved in the passing game this week, but before that, they were like the biggest funnel. Out with T. Higgins, in with Marvin Harrison Jr. It's not happening. It, it's not. It's not happening. <laughs> oh, okay. It, it's it's not happening. Can, can can we talk about if they don't do it just once, but they do it again in neglecto line? Can, can we, we? It's not about that. The I think what's going to happen. Reusing that. If Chicago team. has the first two overall picks, they're just going to pick Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison. And then problem is solved. Suddenly offense is fixed. <laughs> Everything is fixed. Can no, you imagine if Caleb go. Williams and Marvin Harrison played on the same team? How many problems that everything would suddenly be fixed? How would that sound? An offense with Caleb Williams as starting quarterback, Marvin Harrison Jr. at wide receiver one, and DJ Moore at wide receiver two. With Cole Komet, who's actually decent at tight end. And that sounds pretty good. An O-line that can run block really well. It's not going to matter. But they fail. And that can pass block for over four seconds. I mean, this mock draft that I'm seeing here. Don't forget they'd also recoup some picks for trading Justin Fields. That too. Um, I just wanted to point out that Justin Fields has plenty of time to throw. Do you think Justin Fields is going to get another opportunity to start if he's traded? Yes. I... I'm on the fence. Who's leaving leaving the league with the incoming class looking at 2024? We're expecting another four starting quarterbacks coming into the league. Who's leaving to make room for those four? Uh, Desmond Ritter. Okay. One. Ryan Tannehill. 
too. Oh yeah. Uh someone in Mac Tampa. Jones. Mac okay. Yeah, Mac Jones. Although I think Mac Jones is think going to be think? leaving to be Kirk Cousins' backup. Okay. Um, so Minnesota will actually be the open one. Um there. And uh Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't look good. Um, and then we have to see if Aaron Rodgers can come back. (coughs) We have to see. Yeah. Ultimately, there's not going to be how many. There's only so many spots available. I I think that it's going to be. I think what's going to happen is you're going to have a couple of teams who there are really three teams kind of on my radar. Really two. You could stretch Washington and Pittsburgh to be in this group. But there are two glaring teams who are not horrible, but are going to need a quarterback. And that's Atlanta and Tennessee. Those teams are like glaring. And Atlanta would be, I think, the team that might be interested in trading for Justin Fields. It's been out there. Because Atlanta is a good roster that's a quarterback away. And despite Desmond Ritter's horrible play, Atlanta is, whether we like it or not, is going. they're in a terrible division. They're probably going to win at least seven games. They, they probably are. And if they win seven games, that's going to take them out of play for uh, Caleb Williams for sure. Drake may probably as well. And then after that, you get to a point of, are you really going to be able to get a top quarterback still? And when you get to that point, Sometimes those are usually the teams that before the draft look at your trade options and what's better spending a third round pick on Justin Fields or the 10th overall pick on choice three in the draft, probably trading the third round pick for Justin Fields. If you can't get one of those top quarterbacks, I, I don't think there are many quarterbacks in this year's draft that are all that great. Really don't. How are we feeling about Christian Watson? Romeo Dobbs seems to be loves go to. Uh well, I mean we saw one game in which Christian Watson was hurt. So I think that Christian Watson is going to for the team play as the wide receiver one and be treated as the wide receiver one. Uh, we'll see what the fantasy production looks like. I'm expecting Christian Watson to be better this week. The matchup is better, and he'll be fully healthy, hopefully. The other side of that is love has been, over the first four weeks, even with the embarrassing performance last week against Detroit, has been spreading around to a lot of different wide receivers. Yeah, but a I think of, that... A lot of different pass catchers, there hasn't been a... Dubs I think part of it one isn't truly a one. I think part of it though is because of the injury to Christian Watson. When Christian mm-hmm. Watson played at the start of the game, they rarely and before Luke Musgrave had the concussion, they rarely went away from their base offense, which was Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs in two wide receiver sets. Luke Musgrave as an absolute every down player, Jaden Reed as the slot wide receiver, and then they mixed in other tight ends, sometimes using two running backs, but they, they mixed a bunch of other personnel, but 
Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and Luke Musgrave are their every down players. Jaden Reed is wide receiver three clear in the slot, and then everyone else is irrelevant. So that that's their their plan. It's really going to come down to who earns more targets between Watson and Dubs. T. Higgins a buy. This this is r- ridiculous. The T. Higgins is not going to the IR. Ribs are not a long-term concern. Like, you can fix them. Uh, so, like, if T. Higgins wears a flak jacket, he can play this week. I'm not expecting that because I think the discomfort is going to be too much. I don't think it's he's going to be effective. But medically, he could play this week. I think he'll play next week because I think they're going to have no choice and they need him. Um, realistically, it would be probably be better to wait until after the buy, but I don't think they can afford it. As for whether he's a buy, uh, I think so. Higgins is a great player. Zach Taylor is fine since the owners don't fire their head coaches like Cleveland. Yeah, Bullshit. they they instead let Marvin Lewis uh, live in mediocrity for sixteen seasons. Zach Taylor is a terrible head coach. Period. Full PPR hurts Pittman, DJ Moore, and Laporta, or Burrow, Chase, Zay Flowers. Give me that first side. Yeah. Uh, Redraft. So- I got four startable assets. I'll take the I'll take Chase. It's take so my bad. chances. I mean, if there, there's no replacing Chase, so I'll take Chase. I don't. I'm I'm still worried about Burrow. I am too. It doesn't matter. Hurts is Trevor Lawrence, Judy, London, or Love, Puka, Christian Watson. Wait, full PPR one is. So well, if it's super flex, well, well, it's, it's Lawrence. But if it's if not, going, yeah, you're right. If it's not, it's closer. I think it's still it's still the left side in, in one. Still the left side, but it's eh, it's very close. I'm not flaming you in the chat for sending it. Yeah, it's very close. CD that's ridiculous. No. That, no, no, that's not possible. CD Lamb actually has not gained value. CD Lamb has not. CD Lamb has more dropped back to the rest of the pack than become closer to being wide receiver two. I mean, he's been fine, but the Dallas defense is uh, hurting CD Lamb. Are we looking to move JT now with him coming back to practice tomorrow or hold and hope he gets traded and increases in value? Where is he trading to midseason that's going to increase? Yeah, where is he value? being traded to midseason? And also, what are you getting for JT? I I don't know. I think JT's value has fallen a good bit. I think just getting on the field and showing that he still has it will increase it. And that might be the opportunity to sell. Also, if you held him for four weeks on your team. 
I'd probably you, 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 uh, need, yeah, you, need, you need to get something more from the other I mean person. what what is the offer? You know, what is the offer? If you can get you know, Jameer Gibbs, I'd probably take Jameer Gibbs despite the struggles and take the 3 years back. But yeah, I mean you got to get something good. I'm not just selling JT. 12 team super flex dynasty. Mm. Price check on Daniel Jones. Ooh, yeah. No, What's the minimum this is we take? Five alarm. Where's my five alarm fire button? What's that? Uh, yeah. So, that's uh, a burger at Red Robin. Yeah, this is bad. Um, I'd take any first, obviously, but yeah, I. it's tough. It's tough because this is a quarterback who has a contract. It's so tough to see the path that he's not the quarterback next year because how do they get out of it? I mean, the dead cap is massive. I don't know how they get out of it. They'd have to be so bad. I mean, they'd, they'd have to have like a top two or three pick really to and be able to get a quarterback without trading up for it. So it's, yeah. I feel like you're stuck with Daniel Jones. It's, it's a weird situation. Hello from Alaska. Thank you, Team Tyler. Yeah. These weekly shows really make a difference for so many lineups. Thank you. I'm 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 really glad you feel that way. Like, I have a surprise coming on Friday if people are nice. And let's say if this show has more views, I'll have a surprise on Friday. So tell your friends. No. You think Minnesota uh, resigns, cousins? No, I actually am very confident that they will not. I don't think he wants to be there. I think that's a problem. What does that do for Justin Jefferson as the dynasty wide receiver one? Does it bring him closer to the pack? No. No? QB proof? I mean, Justin Jefferson, I feel like, is getting, you know, Jerry Rice at 24. So, no. No, no, no. Zero concerns with Justin Jefferson. When is Heineke getting the call and how much will it elevate the pass catchers? It's a good question. I, I do think that Taylor Heineke, we are not imminent on that, but I think we're looking at the schedule. We have, I mean, remember, they took 13 games to go to Ritter last year. We have Texans, we have Commanders, we have Bucks. The problem is, if they're already out of it, what are they evaluating in Taylor Heineke? You know, they, you know they, he's not their guy. So the move to Taylor Heineke would have to be if they thought they could still win, but Ritter was the thing holding the Mac. I think this week, they go. The, this is game against the Texans at home. If they play well, but Ritter costs them, I think there's a chance they could go to Taylor Heineke for week six. Because it's not too late to save the season then. Yeah, I mean, in that division, you're definitely right. So, sorry, I'm looking at Matt Canada's burner over here. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I, do think, though, <laughs> I do think it's a little different because the young quarterback is the one currently playing and the veteran is on the bench. So in that case, losing more games is not a reason to go to the veteran. It has to be the kind of thing like last year where the Jets – where the record was okay, but the quarterback was holding you back. So, 
if Ritter continues to play poorly, I could see them making the switch. Burrow or Fields for this week? Gino's on by, and that's who I have left. Fields. Fields. Okay. T. Higgins equals Terry McLaurin a career wide. Nothing in common Jay. whatsoever. They have nothing in common. Nothing at all. Terry McLaurin's a better player, I would say. But they're the exact, the two totally different problems. Terry McLaurin is a wide receiver one who never found a quarterback. T. Higgins is not quite as good, but uh, is stuck behind Jamar Chase. Two totally separate situations. Very interesting uh, situations that occur from time to time, and but they're two completely separate situations. JT for Pitts, two contender that has Pitts on no, the bench. No, no, no. No, I'm tired of uh, Pitts. I just hang on to JT there, especially even, if it's only half tight end premium. It's you're right, but I also don't think the Pitts manager would give Pitts up for that. Honestly, I think most Pitts managers are sick of him. Uh, not the ones I play with. Uh, depends on when you drafted him. If you didn't get the 2021, then I think. People have, if you only drafted him, if all you've gotten is this year or the last, especially if you draft him in 2022 at the highest price and have gotten the last year and four games, those are the people who are the most sick of him. Go ahead. Hey guys, 12 teams, Superflex, one PPR, start 10 on a semi rebuilder, deals at QBs with no running backs, but tons of wide receivers. Do you buy Shroud for the confirmed? By, by the max points for. I can't follow this. I I, I can't follow this. I the yes. answer is the answer is yes. Do it. Sure. Go get Shroud. Garrett Wilson equals new DJ Moore. If you think Garrett Wilson and DJ Moore have anything in common, I can't help you. Sorry. You'd be getting not Shroud really that sorry. Get Shroud. Yes, that's exactly what Tyler said. New England. Yeah. Uh, well, I could see them trading Mac away to like compete somewhere. I, I think Mac is someone who's probably going to get another chance, not to at a guaranteed starting job, but I think Mac could be a little bit like Darnold. He had three years in on the Jets, got another chance to kind of compete in Carolina, and then kind of became a backup. I think that could be the Mac trajectory where he's traded somewhere to compete, but I don't think Mac is going to be handed another starting job, nor do I think Mac is going to be the Patriots franchise QB after this year. And that was one of the topics on my video yesterday. But yes, I fully expect the Patriots to have a different starting quarterback next year. Kirk Cousins is top of that list, but there are other options. Uh, You know, that seems kind of expensive. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like that's what quarterbacks are are worth. I know, but like that one hundred two might. CJ Stroud looks elite, and that's just based off max points for right now. It's week four. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough for me to give up CJ Stroud. He's getting into that like almost untouchable range of quarterbacks. Like he's now in a top thirteen. That includes in Superflex. That includes ten quarterbacks. The only other three players that crack it are Jefferson, Chase, and Bijan. So the interesting thing about this about this question is, 
as of right now, it's the one point two. He he has it, so either yeah. it's his pick, which he'd be adding Stroud, which would make that pick worse via max points for, or it's someone else's who has no who has no reason to not set the best possible lineup every single week and play spoiler because they don't have their first round pick. That's true. So I don't anticipate the one the, that one hundred two staying the one hundred two. It's definitely not going to improve to the one hundred one. I'd be surprised if it stays a 102. I'd be surprised if it stays a 103. Unless that team is god-awful. There's no motivation for that team to be that bad. The teams There's enough people that want Drake May, Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr., Brock Bowers, that, that are going to fight like hell to be at that bottom. Yeah. I have the person who owns Stroud's one, two, and they have no other players. They're 150 points behind me. Okay. Okay. Now we're talking. What about this? Javante's not, I mean, he's probably. Well, Javante's not going to play, so that simplifies it a little bit. Um, Thanks for playing Ramondre. (laughs) So, uh, Ramondre it is. There we go. I tell you though, Ramondre is. I have him at twenty four this week. It's against New Orleans. I'm really not uh, not feeling Ramondre. It's not that I have Ezekiel Elliott super high. I'm just. I think we the name value of Ramondre Stevenson has expired. He looks bad, like really bad. Next, half PPR, super flex. Ramondre in a 2025 second or Josh Jacobs? Uh, oh, man. I really don't want either of these. I guess I would stick with uh, Ramondre in the second because that way at least I have the second. I don't, I don't want, I don't want these yeah, players. And, and going in, they're the same age. Finishing the 2024 season, what's going to be the most valuable piece? Probably going into the 2025 draft, it'll actually be that second. <laughs> That's um, a sad reality just, of this question. Yeah, these, I think I just, it's close. It's fair. I'd lean Ramondre in the second, though. Yeah. Johnny says thanks, by the way. Yeah. You're second, welcome. like you said. Start Julio McLaughlin if Javante's out over Pickens? Um, if the matchup were better, I would consider it. But the matchup against the Jets is not good. The Jets' run defense is solid. So I would go with Pickens. I have McLaughlin at running back 30, but I have Pirine at 34. It's important to note that Samaje Pirine had more snaps, was out there more after Javante went down than McLaughlin was. So I think I would lean toward McLaughlin for the extra work that he got and for the extra burst, but I'm not expecting that McLaughlin is going to get a workhorse role. I think it's going to be almost a dead even split. I feel like I've seen this question asked a lot. I have as well. um, He's going to be a first round startup pick. 
probably in the eight to ten range. Yeah, I mean, for me, higher than what Bijan was going to the yeah, I, I would say so. Spots. I mean, it depends. It depends on exactly where he lands, the surrounding weapons. But I mean, you know, he's certainly going to be in the conversation at the top. If he if he was drafted probably have to if he was drafted into where Bryce Young was drafted into Carolina this year, would we still be as high on Caleb Williams as we are? Yes. Yes, I would. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's tough to speculatively rank, but it, it'll be hard to have him outside of the first round. I don't think I think everyone in the draft will fight to get up. Someone will fight up to get up ahead of him before that gets. Yeah, like I'd probably far. rather him over Lamar. So it's I think the him. question for me will end up being if Trevor Lawrence evens back out and does well to finish off. Yeah, the year, we'll see. We'll be a uh, Trevor Lawrence or Caleb Williams. I think that'll be an interesting one, and we'll, we'll see when we get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will. All right, we, I'm, we're caught up on chat. I'm good being done. I'm good being done. Um, <laughs> I just want to thank the audience for tuning into the show. Um, I'm going to have I'll have a surprise for you on uh, Friday, hopefully. We'll see if I get it out. Um, additionally, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe if you're here. Uh, check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash fantasyadvice. Uh, with the way things have been going, um, that's going to be around forever. That's not going anywhere. Um, the rest of the stuff, who knows? So there is a universe in which that's the only way to talk to me. Uh, so if you if you like me, that that's the way to, you know, support. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah. I'll see you guys around. Love you.